just a little public service announcement before the latest episode of Dies in Your House. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and do not represent that of my employer. New York this, New York that. Yo, is Staten Island even really part of New York? A five in Manhattan is a ten in Staten Island. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that live. Representing Staten Island. We Staten Island boys are no joke. Staten Island? I cannot overstate how truly insane that would be. It's called high. For some people, it lifts them up and out of whatever low-rent, depraved hopelessness they're stuck in. There's a short respite from reality, from the stone-cold reality that they live in a racist country run by bigoted old white guys who won't give them a break on education and then bitch when they go on welfare because they can't find a job. So, this happens to be Staten Island. Believe me, I know the difference. We Staten Island boys are no joke. Shit still look the same. Staten Island. Oh, son. This ain't Staten Island. Shaolin. There's only so much gerrymandering you can do in New York City because you're dealing with mostly blue neighborhoods, uh, with the exception of, of Staten Island. Hey, yo. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. Ooh, what is the word, peeps? What goes on? Jay Porks here. We are back here on Spotify every weekend. It's actually not the weekend anymore, but we'll go back to that. We're on Spotify once a week. We're on Apple Podcasts. And we are on SoundCloud.com slash Dies in Your House if you're working on your mixtape. Or if you're premium, you will be getting this podcast 24 hours before it hits all those platforms just by going to Patreon.com slash JPorks, J-A-Y-P-O-R-K-S. Help support the brand, support the show, help support my roof, literally. I'm looking up right now like I hope it doesn't rain. No, but seriously, um, that will get you early access to the podcast. Personalized artwork. Exclusive bonus content, such as the Zoomcast. As soon as Fidelity blesses my bank account, which will be in the next coming hours, I will be buying myself a webcam, and we will be doing more exclusive Zoomcast content that will be behind the paywall. But we will also be doing more video content because i've recently discovered that youtube is i always knew youtube was awesome there's a lot of people on youtube having a good time and i like to go places and have a good time there's not enough good time in my life and i need to do it so i'm gonna do it um but a few minutes ago i mentioned that this is uh so podcasts used to drop on the weekends right you're probably wondering jay you haven't been doing that recently what's been going on well even though I work retail and the views and opinions expressed on my podcast are that of my own and do not represent that of my employer, even though I work retail, um, I seem to have kind of came into a lane where I have a steady couple days off and those days are Monday and Tuesday. So from henceforth, the podcast will drop on Monday for everybody who is on Patreon. It will drop on Tuesday for everybody else on all other platforms. Until further notice, that's how we're going to do it. Still coming out once a week, every seven days. Do not worry, do not panic, do not fret, do not fray. I am here for you. 
You're probably asking yourself, what do you do? What are you doing? I know you. I tuned into this. This is my first time hearing this podcast. This is my first time hearing you outside of real life. What the hell are you doing? What are you crusading against? Well, I'll tell you. It's real simple. We gotta vote. We gotta vote to stop Nazis from taking over our country. Seriously, we need to save democracy. Democracy is in peril. It's in trouble all over the world. And America, since America is allegedly the leader of the free world, we need to remain free. And if you're asking yourself, what's free? That's a song, and I wouldn't say that right now. But in all seriousness, we need to fight off the rising tide of fascism. All right, Republican, these elected Republicans these days, I'm not talking about your uncle or your neighbor who might believe in conservative family values. I'm talking about the people that love Trump, the people that actually think Trump is like not dangerous to the global economic, you know, the global world stage. You know what I'm saying? It's terrible. It could be so much worse if it happens again. We need to stomp out fascism. We need to snuff it out before it rises any higher. And if you're wondering, AJ, what's fascism? I could look up the dictionary definition, but I'd rather have the internet assist me. Hey Google, what is fascism? According to you, fascism is a form of far-right, authoritarian ultranationalism, characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and the economy that rose to prominence in early 20th century Europe. If you need a primer on early 20th century Europe, Hitler. Like, it. I like that there's a one-word definition for it. Like, all I need to do is say Hitler, and people should get it. We can't have that happen. So, Republicans, they're still focused on the 2020 election. There has been several court cases that have gone to judges that have been tossed out. There have been several investigations run by Republicans that have come up with nothing. There was no voter fraud. It is a lie. I'm saying this at the beginning because you'll probably, if you're not, if you're somebody that doesn't watch cable news 24 seven, right? You're gonna come across a Republican saying something about the election in 2020. And you're gonna hear it enough times And you're going to think, wow, maybe something was funky. There was nothing funky. It was an exact, fair, equal election. As equal as Republicans will allow it. Now, there are parts of Florida that, you know, get their votes suppressed. And there are parts of America, mostly urban parts of America, that it's harder for people to vote. Uh, There's less polls. Your polling place is in an area that makes no sense. One source story about a guy that needed to walk 15 miles to vote. That's what Republicans are trying to do. They're not trying to enact policies to make your life better so you'll vote for them. What Republicans are trying to do circa 20, circa these last, since 2016, the end times. What Republicans are trying to do during the apocalypse is not come up with even lies to get you to vote for them. What they're trying to do is suppress votes, tell you the votes, the elections were were rigged, something's wrong with them, it wasn't fair. They're all stories. 
They're fables. They're fiction. I might as well be watching a soap opera. These drama queens. It's unreal. So I need to like, I need everybody listening to understand that there was no voter fraud. The only people that voted that are in jail for voter fraud right now are literally a handful. And I'm not talking about a swath. I mean, there's like five people, maybe 10 that tried to vote for Trump twice or that did vote for Trump twice. Republican voter fraud. It's the only voter fraud happening. But instead of giving you a plan, Republicans are giving you conspiracy theories. The latest one is JFK Jr. is coming back this week, first week of May. Between the 5th and the 7th, he'll be back. I saw it on Twitter. It's got to be true, right? It's Elon Musk's Twitter now. It has to be true. Man, last week when I recorded that episode, I really thought he wasn't going to buy it. I mean, he might still not buy it. The, The deal might not go through. But damn, this guy's way worse than I was even talking about. Hey, I hate this fucking guy. Hashtag fuck Elon Musk. Are you joking? Free speech, my ass. Hate speech is not free. You need to pay for that with isolation. All right. Let's get to the main grid of things here. First of all, besides suppressing your votes and not giving you a plan, all Republicans want to do is actually... Like, what is the wording I'm looking for? Hit you with these hot button issue, hot, like this narrative that Democrats want to like teach critical race theory to fourth graders and stuff like that. It's not a thing. They don't want a free press. They don't want the media to report things that are true. The media has been doing a terrible job with this. Remember how in 2016 they like showed Trump rallies like all the time? Do you notice that they don't really do that now? And I understand that, you know, he's not running right this second. But so if you listen to like more than a couple of sentences, this guy's got dementia. For all the shit people say about Joe Biden, who's doing a fantastic job. So the 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 Ohio Senate candidate JD Vance is running against this guy. Uh what's the guy's name? Mandel. JD Vance is running against this guy Mandel. Josh Mandel or something. This lunatic, the the insurrectionist in chief, gets up on the stage and says, we're endorsing J.D. Mandel. Literally botches the endorsement at the speech. He was supposed to say J.D. Vance, who's another person. They're both in the Republican primary, you dipshit. This guy doesn't know anyone's name. And... People want him to, like, people think he's, like, good at stuff? A guy that bankrupted casinos can never be economically fulfilling for America. And you want to talk about inflation, 
2017 tax cuts. So those tax cuts were put out here to help the rich get richer. They lowered tax on billionaires. And now look at the Billionaires Boys Club. They're all going to space, buying Twitter, spending $4 million of pocket change to try to shut down a union. Funding, using dark money to fund Senate campaigns across the country. Absolutely disgusting what's going on in our country. And Republicans are now attacking the education system. They're arguing about what's going on. Like, it's a tactical effort. So they're complaining, don't teach our kids about this. Okay. But also now, a lot of states, the school board, like you can, that's an, some states have that as an elected position. You know what I mean? So you can run for school board. And you could say, I'm going to change this, that, and the third. You could run for superintendent. So let's just say somebody's got Nazi flags and Confederate flags in their garage. You know what I'm saying? And they spend their nights trolling for Moscow. Um, let's just say that person decides to be the, the superintendent. They run. People like this person because, you know, they're not a Nazi, you know, in public. Then they get into your school. Now they're in charge of the education of hundreds, thousands of kids. Okay. And now these kids are going to grow up and learn fucking the wrong thing. Learn how, you know, they're not going to learn all about slavery. They're going to read one page. Slavery was bad. Next page. Reconstruction period. Like, wow, we skipped over a lot there. But it's all right. Because there's more of us than them. All we need to do is keep voting. We need to keep voting Democrat. We need to keep our heads up and we can't let ourselves get in our own way. We can't argue about what steps we're going to take to save the planet while not taking any steps. We have to take the steps. We can't argue about how we're going to um, help free nonviolent offenders who are locked up for cannabis infractions when it's legalized federally. They need to, they, they need to just legalize it. Okay, we can't worry about what are the steps we're going to take to get people a living wage. We need to get them a living wage. Like, because instead of, instead of arguing about it and getting nothing done, we can get something done, and incremental change is better than no change. I'm sorry. If I have no money, and I want $100, and you give me $10, it's better than nothing, B. I'd rather have that than if the Republicans take power, give people $100, and I don't even have $100, so now I'm in debt, and now my credit score is terrible. No, I'm kidding. My credit score is already terrible. But that's, listen, that's as a result of choices I've made. That's a Jason thing. And I, I bear that brunt. So, moral of the story is, please, can we just stop memeing politics? Stop making everything a meme and, like, maybe get out and vote. Vote for the Democrat, local politics, vote for your city council. And it's possible that we could fix this country. It's possible. It's not over yet. It ain't over till it's over. Speaking of over, 
They haven't had a White House Correspondents' Dinner in two years because of COVID. The White House Correspondents' Dinner is a fancy event in D.C. for the press. The White House Correspondents. So the press that covers the White House. And networks and people that come, like the news people, the media. It's basically an event for the media where they'll have a comedian roast politicians and other members of the media and stuff like that and media companies and it's for charity I'm pretty sure raising money for the White House Correspondents Association I think I, do, I don't know where if it's actually money or whatever the case may be anyway Trump never went to this thing because he wanted to be made fun of because he's a fucking baby but Biden was at it last night not last night uh, last night as of recording this um, and Trevor Noah hosted and had a slew of things to say and I want to play a couple of little sound bites here of it. So first I want to play for you Trevor Noah. Because Trevor Noah is pretty awesome. And we are going to... So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lower these tunes. I'm not going to stop them. I'm just going to lower them. Just a bit here. Let's take a listen to this. I stood here tonight and I made fun of the President of the United States and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine, right? It is my great honor to be speaking tonight at the nation's most distinguished super spreader events. No, for real, people, what are we doing here? Let's be honest, what are we doing? Did none of you learn anything from the gridiron dinner? Nothing, huh? Like, do you read any of your own newspapers? I mean, I expect this from Sean Hannity, but the rest of you, what are you doing here? I mean, Dr. Fauci dropped out. That should have been a pretty big sign. Fauci thought it was too dangerous to come tonight. Pete Davidson thinks it's okay. And we all went with Pete. Okay. All right, then. Uh, now, for those who don't know me, uh, my name is Trevor Noah, and I'm, I'm really honored to be here, honestly. Um, you know, because you could have picked any comedian. You could have invited anyone, but you went with the South African variants. Very on theme. I appreciate that. Just chill. We're celebrating. We're out. You know, get comfortable. Not too comfortable, Jeffrey Tubin. Not too comfortable. And by the way, give it up for Kirsten Cinema. Who ever thought we'd see the day in American politics? when a senator could be openly bisexual but closeted Republican, huh? That's progress. That's progress. And yes, it is risky making jokes these days, you know? I mean, we all saw what happened at the Oscars. Um, I've actually been a little bit worried about tonight. I, I won't lie, you know? I was like, what if I make, like, a really mean joke, you know, about, like, Kellyanne Conway, and then her husband rushes up on the stage and thanks me? I just hope we all stay calm. There's many big names here tonight. Yeah, one of my favorites, Ron DeSantis, is here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'm actually surprised that he found the time. You know, he's been so busy trying to outmaneuver Trump for 2024. I see you, Ron. I see you, Flair. Yeah, I've seen what you've been doing. Blaming Trump for the lockdowns, distancing yourself from the vaccines that Trump created with his own two hands. 
Nobody knew how to make vaccines until I made them. Beautiful, beautiful vaccines. Nobody knew how. Not even Fauci. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here. You know, I was a little confused about why me, but then I was told that you get your highest approval ratings when a biracial African guy is standing next to you. So, uh... So that's hilarious because it's true. Daniel Dale. If anyone's followed, well, a lot of those jokes were hilarious. But if you follow Daniel Dale on Twitter, he was he spent the last four years fact checking everything Republicans said about like all their lies, and he would be like, "This is not true, and this is why." His whole Twitter feed was dedicated to that. And now, like, there's no lies, so like he's really got nothing nothing to really do. Um. Also, if you're thinking, oh, man, Joe Biden just sat there and didn't partake. No, Joe Biden got in on the joke telling. And Joe Biden's funny. I want you guys to hear this. I really, I really need everybody to hear this. We had a horrible play, followed by two years of COVID. The very first president to attend the White House Correspondent Center was Calvin Coolidge in 1924. I'd just been elected to the United States Senate. And I remember telling him, Cal, just be yourself. Get up there and speak from the heart. You're going to be great, kids. You're going to do it well. I told my grandkids and Pete Buttigieg they could stay up late and watch this show tonight. Fox News, I'm, I'm really sorry your preferred candidate lost the last election. To make it up to you, I'm happy to give my chief of staff to you all so he can tell Sean Hannity what to say every day. I'm not really here to roast the GOP. That's not my style. Besides, there's nothing I can say about the GOP that Kevin McCarthy hasn't already put on tape. The Republicans <laughs> seem to support one fella, some guy named Brandon. He's having a really good year, and I'm kind of happy for him. I'm going to turn this over to Trevor now, strap myself into my seat. And Trevor, the really good news is now you get to roast the president of the United States. And unlike in Moscow, you won't go to jail. Voting is yours. It's true. That's true. In places like Moscow, so you know how, like, I'm always talking about how bad Putin is and how bad Russia is, like, as a government, not the Russian people. Russian people are cool. They're just living there. But, um, yeah, journalists are not allowed to tell news that the government doesn't like. So, Russia invading Ukraine, a lot of Russian citizens don't know that that's going on or they don't think that that's a bad thing. A lot of them think, oh, wow, they're, they believe, like, what Putin's telling them. Oh, we're removing the Nazis. There are no Nazis in Ukraine. If you think there's Nazis in Ukraine, um, the president... 
is Jewish and his family is not the Holocaust survivors. So, I mean, they're actually pretty much the opposite of a Nazi. Um, that Calvin Coolidge joke was fire. <laughs> so you get it? Because Calvin Coolidge was, it was a long time ago. And the joke is that Biden's been in politics a lot, a long time. Had a drink in his hand. Enjoying himself. White House Correspondents Dinner. That's what you're supposed to do. A couple of uh, The first year in 2017 when they did it. First year of the end times. They, um... Forget who the comedian was that did it. She's hilarious. I know who she is. I just don't know her name right this second. Anyway. She made some joke about Sarah Huckabee Sanders' eyeliner or something. And everybody was so offended. And like, I had a podcast, I actually made a, had a podcast about it and I titled it The Snowflakes Correspondence Dinner. Because all they did was cry. You know, about it. Also, the line that Biden said, nothing I say about the GOP can't be said that Kevin McCarthy hasn't already put on tape. Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House. Not the Speaker of the House. He is the Minority Leader in the House of Representatives. He's the top Republican. So after January 6th, they have, there was an article came out that said, hey, freaking, you know, Kevin McCarthy has said all this stuff like, you know, we got to get rid of Trump. Now he's finally, now he's finally out, blah, blah, blah. We're going to have him resign. Story comes out and he's like, I never said any of that. All of that is factually inaccurate. And then, like, the reporters released the tapes of him saying all that stuff. So, there's that. Mitch McConnell actually is quoted to saying, "I'm after January 6th, he said, I'm glad Republicans are taking over so they can get rid of this motherfucker. That's what he said. Take care of this motherfucker. That's what they said. It was a clean break. They had an opportunity to break free. They didn't do so. They backtracked a couple days later. Why? That's what we're trying to find out. That's what the January 6th committee is also trying to find out along with the crimes that were committed. On January 6th on the evening and on January 7th, Republicans were like, I'm done. Lindsey Graham was like, I'm done with this shit. What happened like 10 days later... What happened when it became time to convict? What happened in that time? That's what we need to figure out. So we had ourselves a White House correspondence dinner. And it was fun. Well, I, I wasn't there. So I can't tell you that it was fun. <laughs> but I'm sure it was fun. It looked fun. Everyone looked like they were having a good time. And Trevor Noah pointing out Ron DeSantis. Out, trying to outmaneuver Trump for 2020. I, I've been saying that. DeSantis is probably the nominee for the Republicans. Because Trump has dementia. He does. And I think they can convince him that Ron DeSantis will do enough of the things he wants to do. We'll see. When DeSantis ran for governor, everyone said that was his play. DeSantis is more like Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, before he, the what is he, the Prime Minister of England? B 
before he like goes out in public, he messes up his hair. Like his hair isn't unkept because he's a slob and he's stupid and he wants to look stupid. Well, no, he wants to look stupid, but he's not stupid. You know what I mean? But it's more relatable if he's ha 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 ha. So like Ron DeSantis, when he was running for governor of Florida, he had these fucking these train sets in his commercials for his kid and he's playing with his kid and it's like the Trump train. He's like, come on, get on the Trump train. And he had his kid like with building blocks. And he's like, build the wall. And like almost comedy, but he won because like that's what people wanted. That's what the people in, people in Florida were like, yeah, I like this guy. I relate to this guy. Now, not all of Florida, just the parts of Florida they let vote. <laughs> because everybody I know, I have several friends that go to Florida all the time, and they tell me, listen, I don't go down there and see Florida Man, I don't go down there and see Confederate Flags, it's lit where I go. Well, if it's lit where you are in Florida, then your vote is being suppressed somehow. And I suggest that you march in the streets... And make sure that your voice gets heard. Because nothing is more important than saving democracy. Because what's going on in Ukraine could happen to us. All we have to do is take democracy for granted. And if we do, some other country can come in here and just take over. You think it can't happen. Ukraine thought it couldn't happen. Ukraine had free and fair elections. What happened? We didn't snuff out the fascism. Support Ukraine. Save democracy across the globe. Till next week, I'm out of here. J-Pox, wherever you thought you were hiding from me on social media, till next week, we outside. Late.